If you've ever got a student to do something by calling it a game, you might be a teacher. Being a teacher sometimes means finding ways around limitations, problems, or struggles to keep things on track. We learn to improvise and adapt. But when it comes to teaching language arts in our school, we don't have to find workarounds. Loyola Press took the long view when they created Voyages in English, the brilliant K-8 language arts program. The fundamentals of grammar and writing that students learn enable them to become effective writers, which can help improve performance on standardized tests and grow into successful communicators. The flexible framework of Voyages in English is adaptable to any teaching style and any student's abilities. With practice, the mechanics build in complexity over time. It just all works together. Visit voyagesinenglish.com to learn more, then order a sample. With Voyages in English, there are no crazy workarounds, just solid help for today's language arts teachers. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Jill. I'm here with Colleen. We are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore, and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. And every night, because tonight we're talking about homework. And so I am wondering... Colleen, did you like homework when you were a kid? I don't think so. I, like I, I didn't, I wasn't a homework shirker by any means, but I do remember like laying on the living room floor with my spelling book, like writing my spelling words 10 times each mm. and goofy mm -hmm. stuff like that. Or I really didn't, what I didn't like to do was like read the paragraphs in the history book and then have to answer the questions at mm -hmm. the end of the chapter. Like I just didn't, I didn't like homework like that, but I, I liked other kinds of homework. Like there is such a thing as engaging homework. So my guess is that's what we're going to be getting at today. Huh, Jill? <laughs> I think so. All things homework. I loved homework. So I'm not a good like test case. No one should even ask me because I, I had my spot. I had my snack. I wanted it all done before dinner time. So um, as a teacher mom, now I'm like horrible because I'm like, why don't you want to do this, guys? Come on. Do it right after gosh. school with your snack. I loved it. So we asked all of our friends out in the Facebook group um, their opinions about homework, homework or no homework. And we got some really interesting answers, Colleen. So I'm going to read a few of them and then you can just pipe in when you want to share your ideas okay. and what's coming to mind for you. So our first our response here was from Susan Elpers. She is at Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Scotland. Scottsdale, Arizona. And she said, my feelings about homework have evolved over the decades of my career. As a math teacher, I've always seen the value of practice, but practice needs to be purposeful. What do you think about that? That's, yeah, kind of what I was thinking. Like, what was the purpose of doing, you know, some of, the, I think that that's what my problem was. If, if I didn't mm -hmm. see a purpose to it, I didn't like to do it. So yeah, it had to be building on something else. And some of it's easy, right? Like you would hit, I remember hitting, well, I mean, I ended up with a math degree, but I remember hitting some math homework as a kid and even in high school where you had to do like from number two to number 64 evens. And then by like yes. the couple, a couple of them uh -huh. in, you're like, I already know how to do this. Why am I doing this? Yep. So it was just repetition, repetition, repetition. But now as an adult, I don't use any of it. So it's like, 
where, where's yeah. the where's the fine line of practice? And also, you know, if half of the room already knows how to do that lesson and the other half doesn't, given the frustrating homework doesn't really help it. So I think that's um, it has to be purposeful. And I think that's why individualized homework could also work because not everyone needs the same homework assignment. And I think that's something to consider. Okay. Yeah. yeah then, I totally oh, go agree. ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. The next one came um, from Pam Pepler McSweeney. She is a fifth grade teacher at St. John the Baptist Catholic School and Preschool, and that's in Savage, Minnesota. And she says, as a fifth grade teacher homework, it helps to reinforce concepts that students are doing independently, especially in math and language arts. So that's a pro. She uh, wants to reinforce concepts. Uh, in math and language arts. So yeah. I guess what's the okay. language arts side of this? Yeah. What's the oh, language arts side of this? Um, I, yeah, I'm not sure. Like I, it, what her answer is reinforcing what you just said about math. So if you do need to practice something like doing, doing math in repetition, um, yes, can be helpful to reinforce the skill. But if you already know the skill, then what is it reinforcing? Um, mm. a, a first grade teacher I talked to a few days ago said, all that's doing is reinforcing that you don't like math because it's not a good use of your time. Well, <laughs> and, and if you get the first one wrong, you already know. If oh, you get yeah, number yeah. two wrong, you're going to get number 64 wrong. You got them all wrong. So mm, you either knew how to yeah. do it or didn't know how to do it. Also, I had a, um, uh, we've been recently talking about AI and someone pointed out to me I, in a different conversation about how much math AI can do, like show your work, oh, yeah. AI can do it for you. So it's one of these, what is the homework and what are you asking kids to do? Because Honestly, and I think I've said this before on the podcast, but having a student hit the audio record or video record button for their homework makes a lot of sense because it's like, hey, do four problems, but record yourself out loud, like thinking out loud while you do the problem is a lot more important than two to 64 evens because now you're getting into kids thinking and then you'll know where they get stuck. So I think we have to think differently about what we're assigning so that you don't use all of tomorrow to grade all of the homework as a class when half the room already knew it and half the room was frustrated by it. So I think that's, you know, how we how we turn it in and what we do with it is also important. So on the language arts side of that, um, boy, I feel like we could talk about math for a long time. Um, but on the language arts side of this, I think that maybe like I, I just think back to like um, homework, like uh, like in early elementary kids, like practicing their nouns and verbs, categorize your, you know, nouns into these different categories, or, you know, here, here's a list of words, separate them into parts of speech, things of that nature, or diagramming sentences, or like, there could be things that are practice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure, but I, again, like if you don't know it, you don't know it. So, and if nobody's there to help you, I'm not sure that that is actually helpful. So, mm -hmm. And um, I think we've we've dove into um, like flipped classrooms and other concepts too. So if you're not sure what you're doing with homework and you want to dive into a topic and you haven't looked at flipped cl flipped classrooms or flipped homework models, you could. But Colleen, one thing you said in this thread on Facebook was um, 
to our Facebook group. So kind of shout out to the Catholic Teachers mm-hmm. Lounge Facebook group. So make sure you join if you aren't in there already. Um, every week we're getting dozens and dozens of more people in there. Um, but I'm wondering, Colleen, you were asking about school-wide homework policies. Uh, yes. What do you know about that? Because that's all over the board. Some schools, their philosophy is no homework and others you have a lot. And as a mom, it's, you know, in my experiences, it kind of depends on the teacher sometimes. Um, in my own kids' lives, some years they have a lot, some years they don't. Um, so what do you think is best practice? I'm not really sure of best practices. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, um, it was very surprising to me. I was with a system leader and she made an announcement to several of the schools that were present, um, don't assign homework. They're not going to do it. Give them family time. Let them be with mm. their families when they're at home. And when they're in front of you, you have them work hard all day and come back refreshed and ready to work tomorrow, but don't make them take it home. So that was, it was just surprised. I'd never heard a system leader tell a group of schools that before. So I think that that puts a lot of trust in, in this. I, mean, I would be, I would be there the one saying that if I knew that every classroom could use every instructional minute really, really well. And what I've seen is some, is some dead time in the school day where kids aren't actually like their brains aren't on and and doing it. They're not tired at 3 PM because their brains been working all day. So I think we have to look at every instructional minute because if you are, um, not using every minute well, and then you don't have homework at home and that you can't really be surprised that the kids aren't up to snuff on certain subject areas, you know, against national benchmarks and stuff. So I think there's, there's a lot of work to do. So we can't, we can't just dismiss the amount of instruction students need to learn how to read and to learn uh, mm-hmm. world history. Like there's a lot to teach kids. So I don't want to undermine what we're doing in the classroom either. So I'm all about that. If um, school-wide or in your classroom, you feel like you're getting, you're getting to where you need to go with your students. Um, well, I yeah, can tell hard. you every this, community is different too. Mm-hmm. It is different, but I can tell you that that system leader, which, and I can't say this about every system leader, but that particular system leader had been in every classroom of every teacher that was sitting in that room. So she did know nice. what was going on in those classrooms. So she could, I think, confidently say, as you got those kids working hard all day long, you mm-hmm. give them a break and come back tomorrow and hit it hard. Hey, I, before we close out here, I know we're going to run out of time in about a minute here, but, um, I wanted to tell you about a, um, a conversation I had with a teacher the other day, because this just got me thinking. I was in a classroom. Um, the teacher's name is Eileen Miller, and she's the STEM teacher at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Tucson. And she had given a homework assignment. We, we were actually just, ta- I asked her a question about uh, the projects that she had in her room because we were in the STEM classroom. And I said, hey, you know, tell me about that. We were actually talking about assessment. I said, tell me about that project. And she said, well, actually, I gave the kids a homework assignment. They were supposed to go home and talk to their parents about an idea. They were supposed to come up with a plan. They knew they were going to have to build a car that was going to be air powered by a balloon on top of the car. And they were supposed mm-hmm. to come back the next day. Yeah. With a plan on how to build it. And I had all the, you know, the materials and everything for them. They just needed to go home, devise a plan come back and execute it. And what do you think happened, Jill? Do you have any predictions? Well, I hope everyone did it, but probably the ones who had time at the dinner table had some cool plans on paper and the ones who didn't have access to their parents that night or didn't have time at the dinner table probably came in with nothing. So you had a bigger divide of have and have not of family time availability. And then kids borrowing the ideas from the other kids. So that that did not... 
that did not go so well. So yeah. So what's the accountability of, of the homework assignment, you know, or can they come to class the next day and just borrow their, their friends, so uh, their friends it's idea. So it's, it's, so, it's a tough conversation, but we are actually, we're out of time. So. Yep. Thanks for the energy boost. As we love exploring your ideas and affirming your efforts, keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode as we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers. We'll see you next time. 